0: I'd love just to, before we get get started, just to, to pray, and I'd love for you to pray for me, and I'd love to pray for you. If you want to reach out, hold the hand of the person that's next to you. If you're by yourself, you can wrap your arms around yourself. And again, just pray for me as I pray for you this morning. God, we come to you today because we believe in this rhythm of gathering as your people that that through, through song, through community and through the opening of your word and through the proclamation that, that you actually speak to us. You speak to our hearts. You guide us and direct us, Lord. And so today may, may you help us not to, to listen in our flesh, but may you, may you help us, Lord, to, to listen by the power of your spirit that dwells upon us. That we might hear a word of grace for our lives that, that we can hang on to over the next six days. Lord, may you you help us when we we feel some uncomfort today, May, may you help us not to push back in our flesh, but allow your spirit to press in, that our minds might be renewed and our hearts might continue to be transformed, that we might be a better picture of you to the world Around us. God, I pray that you would you would speak in and through me and Lord, always in spite of me, that your voice will be the loudest voice in this room today. And that we'll trust, Lord, that you'll, as you have faithfully done, will can faithfully do, guide us in our lives. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to be in John chapter 20 today. Going to be looking at a few short verses, 19 through 23. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and grab those. Um, You can look it up on your phone. It'll be up on the screen here in just a little bit. Uh, Before we get to the Scripture, I I want to set it up a little bit for us. And and the first thing I want to do um, for that is to really, I like to think about like what, 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 what in my flesh, like what's a problem for me that, that I can have that, that, that as we press into the Word today, the Word can help speak to that within my life? And I just think as we think about this Mission Sunday, specifically how we've talked about over the weekend, how, how do we live as everyday missionaries out in the city community where we live, work, and play? And I just think one of those, one of those flesh sin obstacles that, that we have in our life is that Many Christians, many Christians live compartmentalized lives where faith is disconnected from the rest of life. You've got your notes and your uh, bulletin, you want to take some of those down, you can do that. If you want to keep it on your phone, that'll be fine too. But most Christians live a compartmentalized life where faith is disconnected from life. Sometimes it's so easy for, you know, I'll come to church on Sunday and then I'll, you know, come on Wednesday or I'm a part of this small group. And when I go to do the church thing, the Jesus thing, I'm in, but it becomes a compartment of my life. Segmented from other places in my life. And I think when that happens within our lives, mission can become something that we pay other people to do and feel good about it. When, 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 when my faith life is compartmentalized, it's hard for me to see the mission that God may be calling me to in the other areas of my life. And then sometimes I can begin to feel guilty about that. Sometimes we can begin to feel some guilt and some shame that, hey, look, I'm going this next little point. I'm going through all the right religious motions but I feel like my faith life is missing the mark. Like lots of Christians sometimes spend their faith lives going through all the right religious motions. I'm coming on Sunday, I'm opening up my Bible, I'm praying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm trying to be faithful, but yet something still feels like it's missing. Anybody ever been there before in the midst of your faith journey? I mean, it's interesting, sometimes we think about sin as those those big sins that other people do that we don't do and I like to forget that sin is actually the archery term that when you're shooting an arrow at the target it's just missing the mark sometimes in our walk with Jesus we can't quite put a a name on it we feel like our faith walk is missing the mark I just think philosophically no follower of Jesus should feel like their faith walk is missing the mark. And so we have rhythms in place. We have rhythms like today where we come together and we open up God's word together. And you know, this is not a book. Like it, it looks like a book. It's got pages like a book. It's got words like a book, but it's not a book. This is the living, breathing, inspired word of God that when we open it up as his people by the power of the Spirit, Jesus God Almighty speaks to us to guide us and to direct us to point us north within our lives. I love how Jesus says, "Be yoked with me." And, you know, in, in that culture, a farmer would take an old ox and would yoke him to a young ox. And as the young ox was yoked to the old ox, the old ox would teach the young ox how to plow the field. I think sometimes in, like in, in my flesh, I won't project it onto you. You'll have to, to figure that out for yourself. In, in my flesh, lots of times I'll compartmentalize my faith and I'll be yoked for G, with Jesus when I'm doing Jesus things. But then when I go out and about my life, I try to till the field myself. And whew. I can make a little mess of things sometimes. You? So we have these rhythms in place where we open up. This, where we, we let's, get, let's get yoked with him today so we can plow together and cover more ground um, together. Just a, a little background to the scriptures. We're gonna open up. I think it's gonna be helpful for us in John chapter 20. Um, Jesus has, has resurrected. He's risen from the dead. But a lot of people don't know it yet. <laughs> And so he's appeared to Mary, and, and Mary's gone and you know, told some disciples. But a lot of the disciples, they're, they're gathered in a room. They're, they're gathered by themselves. They're hiding. They're hiding. They're, they're afraid, and rightfully so, on a couple of different accounts. One, like, they've bailed on their boy. They've bailed on their guy. In his deepest time of need, they weren't good friends. You ever had somebody bail on you before? You ever bailed on someone? Two awful feelings, isn't it? When someone's not a good friend, that should be, or you're not a good friend, you, you should be. I mean, that, that, that's where they are. So you, you know, like, like Satan loves that. So he's just all in, just like pouring out just fear and shame and guilt all over them. And it's in that place that, that Jesus appears. And it's kind of interesting the way that John will describe it. We'll get to it here in a minute. But he appears almost like a ghostly figure. But John makes sure we know this is not some Gnostic, hyper-spiritualized deal. This is the risen Jesus. He says, look at my hands. Look at my side. Like, it's, it's me, guys. It's me. And then he speaks some words to them that I think for us when it comes to living as everyday missionaries. I think it's just a really important text for us this morning. Let's read together, verse 19. On that evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and he stood among them and he said, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he, he showed him his hands and his side and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord, and, and he said to them again, like John wants us to, to get that like, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. I just think there are a few words of grace here this morning to hold on to. Um, Jesus speaking to these men that have journeyed with him, they've watched Jesus live, that they've watched him be completely surrendered to God's call upon his life. They've watched him live from identity as Jesus is baptized. He's baptized before he ever does one thing, and God speaks identity over him. This is my son, this is my boy. Like, I love him. He brings me joy. And it's from that identity, Jesus lives his life. Side so note, many of us are living for identity instead of from it. We need to fix that. And they've watched, they've watched him be surrendered to God's call upon his life. And they know that they've, you they know, the last thing that they deserve is Peace. They deserve turmoil and anxiety. They've, they've fallen short. And I don't know about you in my life, but if I, I think about Jesus speaking peace over my life, I don't deserve that. I can't earn that. Like, I fall short from that. But Jesus says, me speaking peace over you is, has nothing to do with what you deserve. It has to do with my choice. So Jesus, just this morning, just one thing I need to do. Like, Jesus speaks peace over you. Jesus doesn't speak anxiety or fear or hopelessness or despair or confusion. He doesn't speak any of that. He speaks peace over you and I and in our lives. So if you're here this morning and life's a little bit heavy, if you feel a little anxious, a little worried, a little bit of confusion or despair, let me just remind you that word of grace today, that God speaks peace over your life. Maybe the one thing that you need to hang on to this morning. In verse, 20, verse 21, as he says, like peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. It's kind of an interesting play on, on words there, a little bit. The, the first part is the Father has sent me. It's not like as he sent me in the beginning. It actually is the Greek there is actually he's sending me. Like I'm being dismissed. I'm going somewhere else. My time here is over. And the father is dismissed. And we know it to be true as we look at the other gospels around us that, that he's going to ascend to sit on his rightful throne as king of king and lord of lords. And then as he says, I'm, I'm sending you, sending you, it's, it's this idea that now I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to continue what I've started. I'm entrusting you with everything that I've started. You can't help but hear the, the great writer of Hebrews that talks about a great cloud of witnesses that were running the race with perseverance that's set before us. You say, I'm, I'm passing the baton off to you. And so Jesus sends us to continue what he started like, it doesn't say, uh, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I'd like you to stay put. Or as the Father has sent me, I want you to make sure that you're safe and cozy and comfortable. Or, he has sent me, and so I'm gonna make sure the church is taking care of you. Or I wanna make sure that you, like, it doesn't say this, even so I'm sending you. Why so many of us staying put then? Like, the last thing this world needs Today, it's for followers of Jesus to be staying put. I think sometimes we feel that, like I feel it, and and then I think like I have to go, but I want to go on my own power, and it feels too hard to go on my own power. And and Jesus knows that, which is why we get the next verse, which is this 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 beautiful this beautiful piece where. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. It it actually is take hold. Take hold of the Holy Spirit. The, the, The same power that has brought me from the grave, the same power by which we have defeated death, that same power, now I breathe on you. Take hold of it. So as you go with what I've entrusted it, you don't go on your own, you go with that empowerment with me. I've had a, an interesting week with, within my life. On Monday, uh, I was at the staff meeting with my little boy, Gray, and my littlest girl, Lexi. I got four kids. This, this, is a, this, is a, a, this will never happen to me ever again. This fall, I got a son in college, a daughter in high school, another daughter in middle school, and a son in elementary school. How about those apples, right? Like all all spread out. So me me and Gray and Lexi, my my little girl, little boy, we were going to staff meeting. And we got to the stoplight at Camden Road and Owen Drive was a four-lane kind of major highway in Fayetteville. Now, I'm the kind of guy that when... The light hits green, I hit the pedal. Like, my foot is on the gas when the light hits green. Well, for just some reason on Monday, I just hesitated just a minute, and then I hit the gas, and boom. Lady ran a red light, 50 miles an hour, hit us. That Kia Sedona, that minivan, did a full 360 she ended up about 50 yards down. Thank the Lord she didn't cross in the traffic. Hit right at, right at my driver's side wheel. Five feet. And oh, Gray, my little boy, he'd have been in a little, he, he'd been. Mm. The next day we were, Going to get a haircut. I need to look. My wife said, "You got to get a haircut before you go to First Pres in Greenville, <laughs> and maybe two, depending on how the barber does." So you're going on Tuesday. I said, "Great, let's go get us a haircut." School's starting. He said, "Dad, I don't want to get back in the car, man." I said, "Bud, I'm your dad, like." It's all good, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with you. I, I think for a lot of us, we, we believe that God has sent us. Like we believe it. We don't have to convince us. Like we believe it right here. I just think sometimes we just don't know if the Holy Spirit's actually gonna go with us too. And we're just a little afraid to go on our own. He says, take hold. John says, take hold of the Holy Spirit. Take hold of it. My brothers, my sisters, my friends, let's let's take hold of it. And let's not stay put. Let's go where he's sending us. And I'd like to just suggest to us that, that he's sending us where you already are, where you live and where you work and where you play. It's where you're sent. We don't have to overthink it. It's where you're sent. It's where God has placed you in this season of your life. I'd like you to think like the next three months. I mean, because Thanksgiving's gonna be here in like two hours. It goes fast, doesn't it? I'd like to get to 80 and what well, kind I get do over now, right? This don't happen that way, does it? We got one shot. We got one life. Where, where where God has you, there's never been another you, there's never been another me. It's incredible, right? I mean, it's incredible that God's created you and created me, and that your fingerprint is the only one that there is like that. It's extraordinary. It's because he loves you. It's because he's got purpose for you within your life. And he sent you where you live, where you work, where you play. That's your gospel neighborhood. I'd love for you just to take a couple of moments. Maybe make a note on your phone, it's a piece in the sermon notes. Like, where are three places? Three places where you live, where you work, where you play, where you're going to see the same people over and over again in the next three months. I'd like you to think about that. I'd like for you just to, to write it down, to make a note of it. I always tell my folks to write it down because by 2 o'clock you'll forget everything that I said. Maybe three, maybe one. Where is it that you work, That you, that you play? That's your gospel neighborhood. You're you're an everyday missionary. And just for a couple of moments, just have a prayerful time, just as we're having the conversation. Just ask God to give you, who, who are three people? Who are three people that come to mind right now? And how how can you bless them this week? Like I, I think I'm kind of I, I, I'm kind of just kooky enough to believe that that actually, like we, we could be here today in 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 this Sunday in August, and that we could be gathered in this place. And that God might might actually want to give you those places and those specific people and a specific word because this week he wants to use you to unlock something within their life. There are so many people who don't know what their next step is or who don't have true friends within their life who need a word of hope. And I just believe that the living Jesus, the risen one still speaks to us today by the power of the Spirit. And God wants to use us as the church to make an impact in the lives of the people that we're around. The church is not a building, the church is not an address. Buildings are super helpful because it's where we can be equipped to live out our faith, but that is not the church. The church is the living, breathing movement of Jesus through God's people that is continued until he comes back in final victory, of which all of us are a part of. And none of us are called to stay put. We're called to get equipped and to go. And if anything, the world needs today it's for the church to be that. And if anything, that the church needs today is for First Pres Greenville to be serious about that. Like, you guys got it going on. I hope you know that. Like, you got it going on. Like, there's life in this place. That's not the case in a lot of churches today. It's not the case in a lot of the communities today. We need you. Church needs you. We'll follow you. Heck, I'll follow you. God's given you an anointing as a community of faith. I've watched you for the last couple of years. Like, I know some stories. Like, it's incredible some of the everyday missionaries that you guys have here in this place that are already doing this along the way. And the more and more people that are living in this way, I just believe the more favor God's going to pour upon you and the more influence he's going to give you. But I can't make you do that. None of the pastors on staff can make you do that. You can't make me do that. We've got to decide to do it. And as we do it, we just, we hang on to this truth. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for uh, this morning. I thank you for this incredible honor. I Lord, I thank you for my my friend Brian and for his ministry and for the way in which you are using him and Claire and the whole team, Lord, to help equip people to impact this city. Lord, I, I pray for a continued blessing over this church. Lord, I pray that as they continue to dig into your word, that you would continue to speak to them. And that as you speak to them, Lord, may they know that any place that you call them, you don't call them to go alone, but you call them to go with them. Because because of resurrection, because of the pouring out of the Spirit on us today, Lord, you go with us, before us, behind us. May they hold on to that. May you you give them clarity, Lord, the, the, the simple clarity of those three people in those three places. And God, may... May your kingdom break through in their lives. This week, this week, this week, may you take territory in people's lives because of the faithfulness of those that are here. And Lord, we'll trust in your promises that you'll be with us to the end of the age. It's in your great name that we pray, amen.